Yo, 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 it is your boy JB with Reggae360. Thank you for coming back. Okay, this is episode three of season three. That's a lot of threes. Okay, that's 33. That's Larry Bird's number, Scotty Pippen, Grant Hill, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Patrick Ewing, LeCarpetron, Duke Marriott, Ibrahim Moises, the legendary TJ Duxon. Okay, 33, and I'm sitting here with two special individuals, okay? Evan Yarmo, a.k.a. the only dude in the world to eat a banana whole, including the skin and the sticker while maintaining eye contact. Evan, what up, dude? What up, JB? Oh, chilling, man, chilling, chilling, man. Just happy to be here doing this podcast, and this podcast makes me happy, dude. I also uh, am sitting here chilling uh, with the man that you know from the Vibes Alive radio show, putting Arizona on his back every day, okay? The freshest music takes in the game. The creative director of Reggae 360, Brett Coleman. What's up, Brett? How you doing? Dude, I am doing great. So happy to be here. Feeling so good today. It is good to be back, and I'm definitely feeling the good vibes. For the vibes, the vibes are alive. Say what you will. It's going to be a damn good day. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. And I'll tell you what, for everyone that's, uh, you know, coming back, much love, much appreciation. All right. If you're new here, here's what's going to happen. We're going to review a handful of the top reggae, reggae rock songs that dropped last Friday. Then we're going to hit you with an insane interview. Okay. With somebody relevant from our scene this week we've got somebody legendary okay after the interview we're gonna go ahead and finish reviewing the songs that dropped last friday and finally we're gonna top you off with a little positive thought of the week just to get you moving and grooving right gentlemen does that sound like a plan let's go let's let's stick to it sounds like a plan to me awesome man let's start with some music that's what people are here for, the mu-hoo-hoo-zick. Evan, how are we going to set this thing off? First track, we got a banger. We've got Ooh. Kingdom Yes, by Johnny Cosmic Okay, with the movement. Oh, hello. Think it's going to be a hot track? Do it to it.
Wow. God damn, dude. I tell you what, boys, I jotted down my thoughts about this song before we talked to Johnny. After talking to Johnny, I have a whole new appreciation for this sound right here. Brad, I know you I know this song made you feel a certain something, man. What what'd you think of this track? It just made me feel good, man. It just made me feel good. I feel like it just yeah, like you said, before I I appreciated all the music because he's had his hand in so much music mm-hmm. and so much great music. There's not really a song that Johnny Cosmic's been involved in that hasn't been great. But the thing is, they're not Johnny Cosmic. They're not coming out under Johnny Cosmic. They're always something for a band he produces. And this time, it's coming out as Johnny Cosmic featuring Josh from The Movement. I mean, to me, that in itself is awesome because giving credit where credit's due, putting it on the on the headline, I love that. And, I mean, I just love the beat, the feeling, the rhythm, the every thought that obviously had gone into that is very articulated, it's very precise, mm. and it's a kind of jam that just makes you want more, or you can leave it on repeat and you're not going to get sick of it. And, and that's kind of a trend with Johnny Cosmic, but for sure, Kingdom... It deserves its place uh, in the royal crown. Ooh. Sits up top. Yes. I dig it. Yes, the royal crown, the royal kingdom, the covenant. I like it, man. And I'll tell you what, you hit the nail on the head, man. That It's about the details with Johnny Cosmic. Listening to him talk about how he pays attention to every detail and every millisecond of every sound, and then you listen to a song like this, and I'm just blown away, man, because this thing is smooth and it's it's that layered sound it's kind of got like an eerie kind of mysterious almost an eerie sound if you will and man the keys do hit hard on this song and dude johnny's vocals are so fucking good man they're so smooth but then when josh comes in and and you hear uh josh from the movement's voice i mean you heard johnny talking about it in the interview i actually we're gonna play the interview later, but sneak peek. He talks about this song. He talks about being inspired by Eminem and Godzilla and that hard hitting, like, but just coming right out of the gate. And you hear it from Josh in this song. So, man, this is a powerful song, man. This is a certified head mover. Okay, this is right, Evan. We're we're implementing a new uh, certification. Okay, we've got bangers, and now we've got head movers. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna both. get the paperwork going on yep. that thank you. certified head movers moving forward um okay yeah we'll work on that deal damn dude that's how we start strong at, at we how do we follow that how do we follow that up dude i don't i, I don't know if we can but we can try we've got let's do it let's we've do got it. a hot track coming up it's troubadour i like the way that's by sounds. the reese brothers with ayatera shouts out the reese brothers yes sir Episode two of season three, the homies, the race brothers. Let's go. Drifting from the money banks. Time 
bro. The Reese Brothers featuring Nathan Aviatera Troubadour. Okay, first of all, what is a troubadour, Evan? Do you know? Okay, it is a French medieval lyric poet composing and singing in something in the 11th to 13th centuries, especially on the theme of courtly love. Okay. You didn't know, but I was Googling that. So you Googled you had... the same time I did then. Oh, man. <laughs> we read the same definition, okay? Sorry. That, well, also, it's a poet who writes verse to music as a more Okay, man, I, I picture a troubadour being somebody that, you know, serenades people, that's a poet, that's a, just a, a musician's musician, and that's... That's what I think of when I think of the Reese Brothers, man. Yeah, and this, I mean, this is such an eclectic sound. And it makes sense, dude, when the Reese Brothers were talking about how, you know, this new sound, this new album, it's not really reggae, man. Like, I hear blues, I hear rock, I hear soul, I hear a bunch of stuff, man. And listening to Nathan from Ayaterra singing on a non-reggae track, dude, whoo, man, that is... Uh, just a lovely experience, man. That guy's got a voice and a style, and take that, throw it on the Reese Brothers track, have it sound not reggae, and God dang, man, you got a banger. I love this song, man. I could play this song in a pool hall at night just smoking Marlboro Red 100s, drinking mm. bourbon. <laughs> All right? That's the vibe I got, man. I, I was inspired by this song, man. I like it. Don't smoke cigarettes, kids. They're bad for you, but... Um, I got I got the complete opposite vibe. Like really? I think it's a kinky I think it's a kinky yeah. ass song. Like I'm like, let's get down, baby. That's if a, I throw that on, we song. know what's Whoa. gonna happen. Like Troubadour is coming out. Like turn the lights down low and let's jam. Mm. Cause I, I'm not thinking about smoking any fucking Marlboro trash. I'm thinking about <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have rhymed all good. Maybe I wasn't trying to go there. But, oh, uh, after you know, I mean, oh, I don't know. After but what? Like after sax, <laughs> always time for sax. Uh, that troubadour though, like they were talking about their sound and the maturing last week when we talked to them. It was like this great conversation because it, I hadn't really been able to hear all the troubadour. Like we saw the clip, this out the other thing, but. That song has been playing a couple times as I've listened through this playlist, and each time I'm just like, God damn. Like, they grew up. I mean, I'm not afraid to say the man made a sexy song. The brothers are now men, the boys to men. Like, there's a maturity that is coming through that sound, and I dig it, and I appreciate it, and I'm I'm excited to continue to watch this ascension, this trajectory, this greatness that is coming out of the Reese brothers right now. Damn. Brett Coleman, creative director in the streets, troubadour in the sheets. You heard it here first. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it, man. All right, let's keep these. Speaking of a sexy song, okay, we're going to keep that theme going to a real sexy song, man. What we got, Evan, dude? Lay it Pretty on cool. it, man. Put that on it like molasses, baby. Shake it out. Up next, we got the song OMW. Yeah. From Little Joe. Voice real deep. Yeah. On my way. And Anna V. I've been thinking about you lately, lady I'll be there at five, you best be ready I'm in a 55 but doing 80 
Always take my time, but in a hurry. Ay, pull up this vibe, you're just my type. Everything is nice, real talk, no hype. If you really wanna get this work, I'll be on my way. All you have to do is say the word, I'll be on my way If you really wanna get this work, I'll be on my way All you have to do is say the word, I'll be on my way We'll come wreck the boat Damn dude, Lickle Jordy at it again and Anna V, what a beautiful voice she has. Right when we cut out, she said, work the middle. Mm. Evan, do you know what that means? <laughs> I, I don't, but it sounded okay. like something that would okay. be cool. All right, well, let me explain something to you, man. When two people meet, okay. okay, and they fall in love, okay, sometimes, you know, some, you know, there's some physical reactions that happen, and you know what? Sometimes, uh, you know, some love gets made, man, and I feel like, this song, dude, is a love-making song. I mean, this, I mean uh, maybe it's not love, man. You hear, you hear little Jordy talking about, um, you know, giving her this work. You want to get this work? I'm on my way. That doesn't sound like love, man. That sounds like laying that troubadour down. I don't know, man, but this song is fire, dude. Little Jordy is the vibe. And the V is the vibe. Um, you know, I just, I love everything about this song, man. It's just, it's just nice, man. It's just a nice song. Talk about if you want to get this work, dude, uh, what a hell of a way to put it. I mean, I thought that was like a phrase for like selling drugs. Like you want to get this work, dude? No, look at Jordy's talking about doing something else, uh, you know, and I think we've all been there, man, where, you know, you get that text late night and hit him with the OMW. And after that, it's a wrap night, night, you know, is you might go 80 and a 55. Okay. Damn, dude, Lickle Jordy's bringing the heat, man. I, I, I'm just a big fan. I'm a Lickle Jordy fan, okay? I'll say it here first, man. Everyone knows that. I think we only we only first listened to them at some point in season two, maybe. I mean, it, and since then, I, man, you've been digging them. I don't I can, know. He's been on my radar, man. He's been on my radar. Yeah. Him and Pana, that whole vibe, they're just, man, they bring that heat. And he was an extension music festival, mm. crushed it with the band. Um, the sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, he's doing big things and he's representing and doing it right and putting out tracks like this. Dude, this is a certified banger, a head mover, a head bobber, everything. What other certifications do we have, Evan? All of them. All of them. This song is certified. Check the list. Every single certification that there is, this okay. song is it. Nice. Brett, man, you're you're a fan of sexy songs, man. What do what, you think? <laughs> yeah, baby, of course I am. Rico, suave kind of shit. No, <laughs> I tell you what, like this song is the teenage love affair. Like I don't know anything about anything except for <laughs> I could think like they're texting and shit. You know, it's like you got this vibe, you gotta feel it, and like that was a time in high school, you know, when it's like everything was so over the top. It's like like you're talking about like I'm gonna drive fifty. I'm going to go 85 in that 50. I'm going to go get there. I'm going to do everything I can because that's like, that's it. And I'm sure it still happens, but you know, like it just seems to me like this is like that, that teenage fire. Um, I guess not literally teenage. Let me watch my fucking words these days. I'm talking about like that high school love and yeah. angst. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got to have that passion 
edit all this shit out. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Nah, dude, I feel you, man, because I tell you what, you know, when, when you're in your 30s and you're married, okay, you're not sending those OMW texts, man, and saying you want to get this work, okay? She's saying, no. hey, why don't you, you don't go do get that. some eggs, okay? And then you're saying, <laughs> on my way. You're not talking about, you know, dropping this work off, okay? It's a different world. So I feel you, Brett. I'm with you, man. You know, you cook the eggs and the bacon and everything's all good. I'm just saying that the teenage days of like furious love and shit texting. <laughs> keep it keep it going. What's next, Evan? <laughs> just double down on it. I like it. Um, <laughs> next, we've got Big Smoke from Oh yeah, new one. Rick Hayes, Gary Dredd, and Innovision. Let's listen. Catch a hit, this ain't Uber, take a lift Roll a spliff, yeah she chiefin' at the Ritz It's a vibe, different colors while you drift Drop the ice, pack it up and take a rip Girl, she been rolling to my spot, yeah, all night long Yeah, yeah, Gary J, we hold the eyes, bring it, I don't non-stop Yeah, yeah Get inside, baby, go, let's take a ride It's a movie, we can feel it through the night She got shades, even though it's city lights Big smoke, yeah, you got me feeling right Big smoke, big smoke, big smoke, big smoke she just get high, high while I ride Big smoke, big smoke, big smoke, big smoke It's just a vibe, slide on my side Big smoke, big smoke, I'm late, I'm gone Big smoke, get big smoke, big smoke get it Woke up in a new Bugatti Dude. I feel like you could hear that song on like the NBA 2K soundtrack yeah. Like I'm, I'm just ready to ball, I'm ready to go I'm ready to get it, I'm ready to smoke Everything's cool, everything's great Hey Mm. Big smoke, big smoke. Yes, dude. <laughs> That's like a Rick Ross type beat right there. Yeah. I woke up in a new Bugatti. Dude, Rick Hayes is a hip-hop artist, man. And I love the fact that he's working with Gary Jett, man. I think when we talked to Gary um, last season, you know, he talked about he's working on some things with Rick Hayes. I think we might see a whole project coming out, man. And Rick Hayes, man, just like Edley Shine, he's got the big voice. Mm-hmm. All right. And just in the theme of sexy love songs, man, Rick Hayes is in this song talking about he's got a reggae girl coming, rolling through his spot. So that leads me to a question, boys. What what's a reggae girl? What's a reggae girl starter pack? I oh, man, I don't want to hurt any feelings. I, I want I don't want to say the wrong thing. I feel like we got some reggae girls listening right now. Somebody that's appreciating the vibe, the community, and all the love, and 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 as long as they inspire you, make you feel that good rhythm and community and love that reggae represents, and that's a reggae girl. Everything else is stereotypical bullshit. I tell you mm-hmm. what, man, I've um, said it. Every reggae girl that I've met 
has always just like how I kind of think that that the three of us, maybe even you know the listener right now, probably is operating on a higher frequency because we love reggae and reggae rock music, and the message in that music is a positive one. Yeah. You know, so I feel like a reggae girl. You know, she's probably down to earth, like just, you know, probably very genuine, sincere, like just, you know, got a good head on her shoulders, man. Shouts out reggae girls. JB, do we have any reggae 360 shirts left? We might, dude. Are we going to give one away right now? I was going to say, look, the first reggae girl just to DM us and say, hey, this is what a reggae girl is. Let's send him a shirt. Okay. All right. You guys heard that was Evan that made that commitment. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, no, but dude, you know, what's crazy, man. I feel like Rick Hayes and Gary dread, like we're putting this song together and listening to the beat and they're like, man, we should get another feature on this. And they were listening to the beat a little bit more. And then they both looked at each other and at the exact same time said in a vision, that's what we need to get on this song because in fits the vibe perfectly, man. And, and, uh, his verse is dope. In vision can rap. Everyone knows that. This song is catchy as fuck, man. I want to roll a blunt to this song and smoke it as well, okay? <laughs> i just roll it. Uh, and Gary Jed dropped a pretty dope line, dude. He says, legalize the earth. Talking about marijuana being a natural resource. And I thought that was pretty dope, man. That, that, that stuck with me. So all in all, man, this, uh, this track was fire. Big smoke, big smoke. <laughs> Loved it. It's catchy, dude. That's in my head. Be smoke, yeah, be smoke. <laughs> I like it. And stopped. I had a moment. Thought I'd share. You know. Thank you, man. I, you know what, dude? I love <laughs> it, dude. I like the ad libs. Big smoke, big smoke. Um, speaking of ad libs, this next song has some freaking awesome ad libs in it. Kyle Smith, the legend. Season one. Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is Kyle Smith? Well, I'll tell you. He's a musician that dropped a song called Just Like Them. And we're about to listen to it. Let's go. It's always the G-string, dude. Fuck. You know my eyes are bloodshot red. (laughs) But I'm still big, always strong. For myself that I don't need no sleep till I'm dead. But it might be in my head all alone. But I guess it'll be up all night Everybody say Cause people never do what you wanna do None of them are into none of that same shit that you're into They keep on tripping on the words that you say Cause they want you to be just like them The jealous and the envious will run the fucking mouse Never let them ruin what your love is all about They'll tell you that you're strange Smith, just like them, 
Brad, what'd you think, man? He's he's nothing like them, dude. Kyle Smith is one of a kind. That dude has come out on the scene. He stayed on top. He's been one of the most humble, cool people I've ever met. Uh, he stopped by the Vibes Live radio show a couple times on his way through town. And uh, just one of the people I genuinely appreciate. And um, this track feels all the feels in such a good way. Like, it's got the beat. It's got... I don't want to compare it to anybody, but I kind of do in the sense of like original Sublime, like Sublime that made you feel good, that up and dance. Like it's not as full, but it doesn't need to be the same. It's just like you you hear his inspirations, but he does his own damn thing, and it shines through as original as Kyle Smith can be. And uh, I definitely appreciate all that he is as a person, as a role model, as a musician. And uh, he's not just like them. He can keep trying, but uh, good luck. Yeah, dude, well said. It's funny that you heard like an early Sublime influence on it. I definitely felt like a, a big, slightly stupid influence, man, just like with the with the riff. But, but it's got that vibe that only Kyle Smith can bring. So it's like you yeah. get that California West Coast vibe, but it's just in, in such a unique way, man, because – this honestly is like the most Kyle Smith song ever because when we had a conversation with him, you know, he's all about like his whole like redemption, like you versus the world mentality. Like I felt that in this song, man. That's Kyle Smith, dude. He's a hardworking, passionate dude that's like, you know, make all about making the most out of life and, and just taking things to the next level. And the video for the song, by the way, is out too. Check it out on Kyle Smith's YouTube. The video for this song is dope. It's him just like, I mean, there's a lot to the video, but part of it's just him like walking and everyone's just coming at him, yelling at him, throwing shit at him, throwing eggs on him, you know, and he's just smiling, dude. He's in his vibe. And the, the, the message I took from it is like, man, just fucking find what you love and who you are and be that like fuck everyone else don't be that everyone's gonna try to tell you you're wrong you should be like them you should do this you should do that fuck it be you do you and you know what that's that's just the key to happiness man he dropped some gems in here man like the jealous the envious they're gonna run their fucking mouth and do it again and i said this before the song the ad libs on this track are next level listen to it back it cracked me up dude listen to calisthenics ad libs um, he, again, more gems, dude. He talks about life is so much shorter than we think, dude. That's that's like the mentality of Kyle Smith. He's that he's that dude. And when he says "bitch ass motherfucker" in this song, man, I felt that. You know, I felt it. We well, talk about that Kyle Smith mentality, and and you reminded me, and so I should quasi apologize because he wouldn't want me to say that he's on top or that he's not just like them. He never want like we talked he's very open about his past history with drugs and addiction and things yeah. like that and when i made mention i said dude i think you're a role model for a lot of people because they want to be just like you you know because you're inspirational you're staying on top of it you're staying clean he's like that's the last thing i want to hear he wants to keep grinding wants to keep growing wants to keep on he's got a a chip on his shoulder that isn't negative it's just it's wow. inspiring i guess so that's yeah. more where that comes from Totally don't look past the hardships and, and what it all stands for and where you are to be just like everybody else because it's not that easy to feel like you're in the same pond or the same pool or even in the same ocean sometimes. So it's uh, I guess it's quite an accomplishment to be just like them. 
Yeah, man. And and Kyle has that passion, man. Just like a dude we're about to hear, man. Johnny Cosmic is a guy that has yes. some passion. And you know, if we we got a we got a handful of songs we're gonna review after this interview. But man, Johnny Cosmic featuring the movement, the Reese Brothers featuring Ayaterra, Lickle Jordy featuring Anna V, Rick Hayes featuring uh, Gary Dredden, Innovision, and Kyle Smith. Man, that's a hell of a way to start an episode. So that said, man, I think we I think we did it, man. And I think it makes sense to fire up that interview right now. Let the people listen to Johnny freaking Cosmic, dude. This is epic. Uh, and I think it looks Out of this world. Out of this world. God damn, yeah. Well said, man. <laughs> um, let's do it. Let's Run go. it. Yo. What up, everybody? It's your boy, JB, and I'm sitting here just loving life, happy, manifesting positive energy, and I'm joined by a couple special individuals, one of which you know very well, Evan. What up, Evan? How you doing, man? Ah, JB, I am doing so good today. How are you? So good, dude. That's that's positive, man. I like it. Maybe that's a theme, man. Maybe positivity is a theme here. I love it. Uh, Brett, man, how about yourself, dude? How you doing, dude? I couldn't be better, dude. I'm I'm excited about today. I'm excited about what we've been doing the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's just going to get better and better and better. So I'm going to let you keep going because you got some good things to talk Ooh, about today. Yes, I do, dude. And the number one thing, man, I can't wait to announce it, is we are joined by another special individual. We are here with an absolute legend, okay? Many would say he is the top producer in the game right now, a man that's touched so many projects. They call him the DJ Khaled of the reggae rock world, a musical genius, a multi-instrumentalist, a super producer. He's toured as a member of Stick Figure. He's dropped numerous solo projects. He's worked with your favorite bands like The Movement, Pepper, Soja, The Elevators, K-Bong, the list goes on. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazingly talented Johnny Cosmic. Johnny, what up, dude? How you doing? What up? Uh, woo, woo, woo. Yes, dude. Yes, man. So first off, dude, how is life, man? Paint a picture. What's going on in the world of Johnny Cosmic today? Uh, uh, just a lot of work, I guess. Uh, been, you know, staying in with uh, uh, the corona, obviously, and all that stuff. Uh but uh, just just been focusing on studio stuff. Um, we were supposed to be uh, touring the country right now, um, 
uh, with, uh, you know, with stick figure and stuff and doing all that. And so <clears throat> obviously that, uh, along with everything else, kind of came to a shut. And uh, so I, I just decided the best use of time would be to to try to, you know, bring out, bang out as much as I could. And um, yeah, it's been really, it's been really fruitful, creative time. Uh, and and I, I kind of I kind of enjoy the the chance to to get to work on music in the studio and stuff like that. So so I, I've been at it. That's dope. I want to say first of all, like we got to find well, welcome first things first. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for being here. And yeah, you know we got to find that silver lining, right? In the quarantine, the silver lining for me is the fact that you know you in particular, you're putting out so much music right now. There's so many good things that, you know, like you said, if you're touring the country, it might be harder to sit down and focus and, and get all this out there. But there's been a whole lot of new music that's been coming out and you've had your hands in so much of it. And so I think that, you know, people often don't know the producer, right? They know the, the name and the headline, but they don't know how much you touch and you seriously have done so much for this genre this community and i think this is a perfect opportunity to kind of uh talk about a little bit of that because i, I don't think we have enough time to go through all of it yeah. but um let's talk about some of these projects that you've been working on recently you just dropped that brand new single with the movement Ooh, yeah kingdom kingdom fresh as can be one week <laughs> yeah i love uh i love working with josh man um he's He's one of my favorites. Uh, I think um, his his writing is is incredible. Uh, his uh, his delivery is is so on point. You know, um, uh, so I I yeah I, I felt super honored to get a chance to work with him. I had been hoping for it for a long time. You know, I was like, man, oh, dude, it was kind of like a dream or like a gold mine to be able to do a song with him. You know, and, um, but I wanted I wanted to make it the right one, and and Kingdom turned out turned out to be the one, you know, uh, it actually started, I, I, I was like, kind of, I, I got inspired and I was writing the song and, and, but I was like, man, I was like, I really, I just wanted to make sure the lyrics like, like meant something or like, they just were like on point, you know? And, and, and I was like, well, fuck, like, you know, like, and I was, and then I was like, and then I thought of Josh, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to send it to Josh and just like, I mean, he's one of the best writers I know, you know, so I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm going to like let him scan it. And, and I told him, you know, just be brutal. Like if you, if you think it's trash, you know, just let me know, like, help me like figure out if this is cool or not, you know? And um, so then he's like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. And then he's like, the, the only thing is like the second verse. Um, Cause I, like I went to this uh, other part after uh, when he when he comes in uh, like the start of that was like where I, where I was I, I was originally doing that too and he was like but I I, I like <laughs> I kind of went off in this like weird melody you hear it you hear it actually in the dub version there's a there's a second version of kingdom like a dub a dub style version of it um and I and, the, and that's where it ended up making it into there but you can hear in the melody like it kind of goes off in this it's not it's not like straight up like poppy kind of catchy you know it's like uh i don't know i was more like wandering around the melody a little bit and he was like you know it's like you could probably make that like melody more like straightforward like make it like the other one and blah blah and i was like all right cool and then and then i was like fuck maybe 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 he would just be down with, with being on the tune you know so 
uh, I was like, I was like, what? How about this? We just scrap that part, and and you just and you just go off on it, and and uh, so yeah, he did, and and like we worked on a little bit, and um, uh, the end part, like so he didn't. Uh, I I like love this. I love this. Um, he so he didn't have he didn't have that yet. Like the way um, sometimes like a craft a beat, you know, like there'll be like a there'll be like a little pause point before the verse comes in a little kind of breath of music or something. So it doesn't just, it's not so rigid or straightforward with just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, right. And so he had like filled in that gap part too. And then, so it ended up like the verse was like 13 bars or so I was like, fuck, I was like, so I moved it over and then I was like, yo, I was like, dude, you got to do some more shit. And I'm like, I, cause I was just thinking to myself, like if I, just being a movement fan myself, you know, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, I would want to like hear Josh, just keep going on this, you know, and just keep, I'm like, dude, bro, I'm like, dude, just, just like finish off a couple more bars for me. And I, <clears throat> I was listening to, uh, 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 fuck, uh, um, was it Godzilla, uh, Eminem, that, the, the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. song came out recently, uh, a while back. And, uh, I, I was like listening to that song repeat fucking blowing my mind like i was just dude like mm is like dude so like how the fuck does this guy do this you know i was just tripping hard on it and the, and so like it kind of seeped into my consciousness because like i was like dude josh i was like dude i could just totally hear you like snapping right there just go you know like he's like all right cool and then like he sent this shit back i was like dude are you fucking kidding me like this guy is amazing so like um it was it was a trip it was a trip to be able to make that song with him yeah, man. I, that, I can only imagine. When he comes in on that track, man, it, it just takes the song to a whole nother level, man. I, I uh, That's definitely a banger for sure. Um, yeah. and, and Johnny, I know just thinking about that collaboration and you know, I know you've had your hands in a, a few different projects lately. Just looking at some of the stuff you've dropped, man, like you've worked with Soja recently, Brendan mm -hmm. Clemente. I know we were talking before and I know you're working with another uh, certain somebody from the Law Records family who's got an album, uh, you know, on the way, and and uh, she's pretty dope in her own right. But um, I'm kind of curious if you could talk about some of these recent collaborations, kind of how they came to be, and and um, you know, kind of maybe what you have in store with this uh, this project that you have going on. Yeah, sure. Um, the Soja one was a real cool opportunity. Um, I. I met uh, Trevor. We um, we got a chance to jam together at uh, uh, the last Cali Roots after party. I did like Saturday night, I think. It was like a Johnny and Cosmic Friends, um, and he he played guitar with me that night. And I was like, I was just like so stoked to have him. And and we, it was like a really fun. It was just a really fun like night of music. There's a oh. video of that, right? I think I saw that on YouTube. It was dope. It was amazing. <laughs> I, yeah, Hyrie's in it too, right? Like yeah. a few people. Yeah, there might be a few people yeah. uh, uh, who posted who posted that. There was yeah, a ton of ton of guests that night. It was really fun. Um, and uh, so we we jammed, and uh, I was like, dude, this guy's fucking dope, you know. And then we met up at like Levitate or something like that, and. Uh, his manager Elliot was like trying to bring us together. He was like, "Yo, you," because he 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 was like wanted like a really nice track for Trevor, you know, like because they had they have a moment in um, 
the show sometimes when he's like singing and stuff like that and they just like wanted to have another track that maybe like would be you know something a, a cool vehicle for him to sing you know and it's like yeah of course and so he sent me over like this kind of like ukulele demo of the of the song and it was kind of like a rough version of the track and um it sounded really cool it had a lot of vibe to it and uh um he came by great stone and we like refined the song and stuff and uh ended up uh throwing it down um and uh got the other guys then got all the other guys and soja most of them involved in the track too and so um like uh it ended up. It ended up turning out really great, and uh, I, I think. I, I think. Yeah, like they. You know, they really like it, and um, I, we may get a chance to do another one too, possibly. That's awesome. Another another one you guys just talked about was Brendan Clemente in Time. Mm -hmm. That track yeah. is is. I mean, hate to be cliche, but it's timeless. Like that, that is gonna last forever. It's a good <laughs> vibe. Like right when you turn it on, it's instantly uplifting. It just makes me feel relaxed and calm and happy. And uh, that's that's my two cents. But he's, he seems like such an amazing person. So, dude, Brandon is uh, awesome, dude. Um, I knew like right away when I saw the video he posted of that. I was like, man, the song is really special. You know, I could already start like hearing all the parts in, in my mind and like how it could all like come together. You know, and so I hit him up and was like, we should do something. And, um, and the whole inspiration for like the entire like structure of what I put together for it um, came to me pretty much in like one sitting. So it's so like you know you know like when you when you're juiced and like the flow is really flowing hard and you can like make a lot of progress like that and like in one sit you know you just like you you can feel it. There's like something there you know and. Um, but like you never you never know because you could be like tricking yourself too. It could be just your own personal bias, you know, just being like, oh, I think it's a badass, you know, whatever, right? So the first like kind of inkling that I knew was like really kind of something special. I uh, sent it to the mastering engineer Mike Denton, and uh, him and I worked together a lot, and um, he. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's a good working relationship. He does the things, he sends it back. He's like, cool, man, whatever. But it, 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 he's not like tripping out on the music or anything. He's just, you know, pro a professional and doing his job and all that stuff. And um, he, when he sent back the file for time for Brendan, um, he was like, he's like, dude, he's like, this is a really good song, bro. He's like, this is the kind of song, like, I, I just want to listen to it again. Nice. <laughs> I was like, a mastering engineer is like saying he wants to like hear this song again like after he's already been paid to do his work like there's no incentive really you know for him he's just on to the next job or whatever right so like I, I felt like that was like a sign that was like wow there's like really kind of something there and then um when it got released it's just like such an organic uh like um like every everyone like you could just tell that everyone like really loved it you know like uh, they weren't like sharing it because you were like trying to twist their arm or something and they weren't like you know it, like uh they were they were generally playing it and sharing it because they, they like it's a song that truly resonated you know and that's like everything we try to do as artists is like try to find any bit of something that like has something real to it you know and so the, that whole song is like a giant gem of that you know and so like i was just really proud of that work 
When you were mixing that song, did you know it would be one that would have that kind of vibe for people? Or is it just like, you know, hey, you never have any clue and it just happened to be one that resonated? I like, I don't, I, I, I had that feeling for sure. But I, at the same time, I'm, I, I, it approached that feeling with just a pinch of healthy skepticism too, you know, cause you never want to like get your hopes up too big. Right. Like you like convince, like it's not really a good idea to convince yourself that there's something is so fantastic before you've gotten any feedback on it, you know? And like, you could be like, like, like I was saying, like, it, it, and the personal bias enters in, you think it's badass cause it's you, you know? And then like, and then other people here and they don't, you know, so it's hard. It's always really hard to tell with that kind of thing. But, um, I did have, I did have the inkling though. It was, it was like, it was definitely like tugging at my chest. It was like, dude, like the feeling of that was like, yo, this is, this is something special, you know? And so I, um, uh, I just, I just rolled with it and I, I, I had a feeling I knew, I knew, I knew it was, you know, and I'm glad it made me really happy to see that everyone resonated the same way. Awesome, man. Johnny, just, just talking to you right now, I can tell that you're very like down to earth, humble, individual so this question might throw you off a bit but uh listening to other artists talk about you and working with you they talk about your work ethic mm. and uh, i think it's fair to say you're a very hard-working individual so my question for you is you know where do you get that drive from and like how do you stay in the zone and, and keep grinding and not burn out like personally how do you kind of find that drive to be so uh successful and involved with all these projects Hmm. Uh, well, I, I guess like, um, I don't know. I, I took a lot of influence, I guess, from my dad in that respect. You know, he, he kind of always preached about those things and that meant a lot to him to like work hard and do something well. You know, if you, if you decided to do something, then also decide to do it the best of your ability, you know? Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, I also, um, I just like, I, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely like, you know, hope to, to be like involved in stuff and doing things. And, um, I, uh, I don't, um, I, I don't know, I guess, uh, that's him uh, being humble. Maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let other people speak your praises. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't know, to be honest, like, uh, music just calls to me. Right. Mm. It's like, I don't, I, that's what, like some people like when they like come home from work and they like want to like wind down or something they like watch tv or there's a million things to choose to do you know and it's like my every choice of free time that like that i'm like i feel like compelled to do music you know it's just like yeah. uh, and i don't know why and it's kind of like um outside the setting of music so like if i wasn't a professional musician it might almost be <laughs> insane you know because like people were like you know, if I'm like when I was working like, um, you know, electrical or HVAC or a bunch of other jobs that I had, you know, like I didn't really like I didn't apply myself in any of those things really because like uh, that my heart, I knew my heart was only in music. You know, I just I just really felt it from an early age that that was my that was my calling. It was calling to me, you know, like um, and I, I just could I can't resist it. I don't know. I love it. I'm in, I'm in love with music, you know. That's real. That's real, man. I like it. Awesome. At what point did you decide to take that leap, man, to make, make it full time, to go from I'm going to do this to make ends meet to I'm going to go follow my passions? Mm. 
Uh, well, I've, I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, there was a, there was a number of years throughout the process where I, I, I only produced and, and made just enough to scrape by. And like, I was, uh, I performed at Pop LA. It's a sandwich shop. Um, and yes. they, they hired, they hired musicians, uh, during the lunch rush, you know? And so like, I, I, but they typically the setting is like it's like the dude in town and then he like plays his popular like once a week you know so i was like i was like all right i'm gonna find five stores that want to hire me and then i'll do i'll do a little tour around the around town you know like every day i'll be at a different pop belly playing and so uh i did that for a number of years too uh i fought playing five days a week uh two hours a day uh learned hundreds of songs um it was a great experience, man. It was such a good experience. Like, I learned so much about music. Uh, um, I think I think it was Hunter S. Thompson. He he once said something about like he his favorite book was On the Road uh, by Jack Kerouac, and he said that when he first started writing, that he that he took that book and he typed it out word for word. Uh, and he said he wanted to know what it felt like to write those words. I thought it was like really profound, you know, it was like to like step, like step in the shoes of greatness for one moment and just kind of feel what it feels like, you know, to like, and so for me, like playing these hundreds of songs, that was like my, um, you know, I mean, I always played cover songs all throughout my thing, but like to make it my job and to have to like play hours a day, you know, and keep making it fresh because I didn't want to like, I didn't want the employees to like get bummed on me, you know, like be like, dude, this guy's playing the same fucking, you know, I don't know, whatever, 20 songs over and over again every fucking week. Fuck this guy, you know? So I was like, dude, I got to like keep like thinking of fresh shit and like I had a loop pedal and like, and was, was, was making all kinds of stuff. And um, so, yeah, like uh, I had all kinds and, 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 even then I felt I, there was a certain, I had a, I felt proud, you know, cause I, uh, I felt I was making just enough to pay rent and like get just a little bit of food and like pay like my bill, like my cell phone and, and like car insurance and stuff. Like I like made just enough to scrape by. Uh, and so I felt like bonafide, you know, I was like, dude, like I'm, I maybe. I'm maybe playing the sandwich shop, but like I'm making a living making music, you know, and I was, yeah. I was, I was proud of that, you know, but awesome. so yeah, I'll, 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 uh, yeah, I've been playing and doing all this stuff for a long time, but to be like a serious musician, uh, and, and like that's that for me really, I took that like next step when I joined up with stick Pig and stuff. How did that happen? How'd you guys link up? Where did that all spawn from? Um, my it's it's kind of a crazy chain of events but um uh my boy mike de guzman and pacifier the van pacifier uh those guys are great um uh he we used to be in a band together back in the day uh called fluid minds and um he he joined pacifier uh and they were touring and stuff for a couple of years he he called me up one day he was like he was like, yo, bro. He's like, uh, he's like our our uh, our our stage tech got hired to do Warp tour, and we're going on a tour in like one week, and and our backup guy can't do it, and we have nobody to do the the tacking, the the, the roadie stuff for us. Uh, he's like, dude. He's like, can you? He's like, he's like, would you be interested in that? He's like, 
you know, uh, and, I, and, and like I was at this other job where I was like working like super, I was waking up really early in the morning. Uh, and like it got to this point where it was really messing with me, like internally, like my sleep schedule and everything. I just like, I was really all like all just discombobulated. And I had kind of been like, like kind of praying to myself in a way. I was like, dude, I was like, please, like, and <laughs> I need like any other avenue. I just need like some other opportunity to like, just so, so I don't have to like, I just, I gotta get it. I, I can't keep working this, this job, you know? And, and like a week later, Goose had called me up and asked me that. And I was like, yeah, he's like, we can't really pay you much. <laughs> he's, I was like, I don't care, man. I was like, I just need any excuse to like, feel okay not feel like you know like a low life for quitting and like not having it you know so it's like i just need something to do man i need something to do other than this you know and so i was like dude i'm down i'm so down and so we went on the road for uh like three months the hotbox tour in 2013 and uh stick was co-headlining that tour and uh that's where i met those guys you know and, and bong and i uh had a good friendship you know we were like jamming uh you know like before shows and stuff like that and trading ideas about guitar licks and chords and, and things like that and tommy was was really cool like he, <laughs> he discovered my cd one day and like because uh, i didn't i didn't really want to be i didn't want to be too aggressive too you know like i like had my own music and stuff like that, but I didn't want to be that dude that was like, yo, check me out, you know, my music, you know, I was like, so I just was like really kind of laid back about it. And Tommy had found the CD and was like, dude, <laughs> this is badass. You know, I was just like really thankful. I, I always, that always like made me really happy that he'd done that. And, um, and Bong, uh, so like at the very end of the tour, Bong and I were like, we were, we were just talking and we were like, yo, we should collaborate on something, you know? And so, um, he he sent me a few songs for the um, his his first record, Hopes and Dreams, and uh, there there he needed like guitar on it was a, a, a one of the tracks, and and he needed help mixing opportunity and uh, a few other things, and then so it was just the album was just about done, and he was like he was like well I got this he's like I got this one other song he's like it's just a hook he's like. But I don't think he's like we got to be done in like a week or two or something. He's like I don't think we'll be able to get it done in time, but it's pretty cool. And I was like, well, play it for me, you know. And he and he played "Hold On" the 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 hook for "Hold On." And I was like, dude, I'm like that's a fucking good song, bro. I'm like that's a really good song. I'm like, dude, we gotta we gotta record that. Uh, he's like, do you think we can do it? I'm like, dude, I'll fucking put that shit together in a week. This has to be on the record, dude. And so I'm like, he's like, I don't think I, I, I got any inspiration for the verses, though. I, I can't really think of anything. I'm like, dude, give me 10 minutes. I put that on the phone and I like and I just like wrote out the both verses and, and like and called him right back. I was like, what about this? He's like, yeah, dude. And so put together the template really quick for all the music and put that together. And um, uh, then Stick heard that. And then he was like, yo, he's like, can you add like percussion and cool stuff on, on my songs, too? I was like, yeah, sure. And. That was right when he was working on uh, Set in Stone. And so he sent me a few tracks uh, and I threw down, you know, a bunch of stuff. And, and, and so he kind of picked through it and, and, and kept some percussion and other things. And that was like, 
that was kind of like my introduction to stick was like through working with bong on that hold on track you know and he and he kind of got to hear some of the stuff and then uh i think he was kind of impressed when when i sent him on like pro tools files and stuff because uh i like kind of went overboard <laughs> <laughs> i like was adding a whole bunch of stuff you know and so like i think it, uh i think he was just kind of like well this guy's like kind of going the extra mile or something you know and so uh he had called me a few months after that he was like yo um because og would uh s would step in on percussion every once in a while for them live you know and so they kind of got thinking they were like yo we kind of want to add a percussion player or something you know and so uh so that's it he, he had called me up he's like yo we were thinking about getting percussion what do you think and uh I was like, yeah, man, fucking let me know. And then a few months later, we like uh, uh, booked the ticket and I went to do the, the rehearsal and like a week later or whatever. And then uh, uh, we went on the Set in Stone tour and, you know, that was that. Damn. Man, awesome. listening to like your how happy you are about all this stuff and like your passion, man. I'm getting inspired over here. I feel like I'm not doing enough to chase my dreams. Like, man, what am I not doing 24 seven? That's right. Got to go that guitar, mind you. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, hey, one, one question. Talking about you, you know, stick figure, and uh, it's one of my favorite bands of all time. I think a lot of people can probably say that, and. And, uh, you know, I, obviously Scott Woodruff is an amazing musician. And I'm just kind of curious. You talked about a couple of the guys from, from Stick Figure, uh, K-Bomb. But um, I, I'm wondering, what's uh, outside of just being an insanely talented musician, what's Scott Woodruff like to, to work with? Or, or uh, what, what's that vibe? What's that uh, synergy there? It's awesome, man. Uh, I, think, I think we're a really cool team. You know, we like uh, complimenting each other nicely. We have fun. Um, Definitely different approaches, you, you know. Um, uh, I and I and I personally just learned a lot from him, man. He's a, he really is a genius, you know. Like all the things that, like when people think, like, man, this dude is, you know, otherworldly. He's got something really special going on with his music. Like it is true. Like he, like he has a a special way of like hearing. He has a special way of hearing music. His his ear is like very superbly tuned you know like um uh like and it, for one example like um i, I like I, I would for me personally I, I would like a lot of times i would i'd be so like kind of free-flowing and just whatever right like i would just like i'd find a sound or something that kind of inspired me and i'd just like roll with it you know and like dude like that motherfucker will like like he will cycle through so many patches and he'll find like just the right one that like fits in the fucking mix perfect like he won't stop until like he doesn't even he doesn't even press go until like until it sounds fucking beautiful you know and it's like it's he has he has a real he has a gift he has a he has a very special gift to like um balance sound he i don't know like his ear hears in a very heightened way you know and um and that's the experience you feel like when you feel that feeling that everyone is resonating with the stick figure, that's what you're hearing is like his, like that almost, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't even know how to, it's, it's just, it's like a gift from God or something, you know, it's like, um, it's just, it's the higher force resonating through him. Wow. That's, that's amazing, man. Fo follow up question to that too, is just doing my research. I know you played some like amazing shows 
Uh, you know, I know you toured internationally. I think you were in Amsterdam at one point. One show that I saw mm-hmm. that I was always kind of curious about. Um, I know Stick Figure played at a like a a Dan Balzerian party, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the the Dan Balzerian mansion or whatever. I know he's yeah. polarizing. That's a polarizing figure in the public eye. But um, I'm curious, were you? Did you play that show? Were you at that show? What was that like? Yeah. If so, I mean, it was. Uh, it was everything I, I suppose you'd think it would be, you know, it's just, uh, it's just like a kind of a, I don't even, it's like a Hollywood party or whatever, right? It's just yeah. kind of that vibe, like, um, um, people, you know, trying to, you know, be seen and, and be, you know, around, um, big people or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's, uh, it's not for me personally, anyway, it's not particularly my vibe, you know, um, I don't, it seems like if that kind of situations, I don't know, like I'm just, I, I, I personally, I'd rather feel more like chill and comfortable. Mm. Um, I, maybe some people like that kind of atmosphere because they like kind of the competition and trying to be look good and do all that, you know, and that stuff. But I'm not like, I don't know that that stuff doesn't speak to me as much, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear that completely. I mean, I, it seemed like such a, such a uh, contrast, but you know, you guys were um, and, and are, you know, one of the one of the best bands in the world, in my opinion. So it's it, it only makes sense that you were uh, playing a show yeah, like that. I mean, but sure, um, I mean, Dan Dan Bazarian is like a genuine fan. He like yeah. really likes Stick Figure, and um, so I mean, it's like you know we're there to um, play and and do a good job and, and give people a good time. You know, so so um, it takes you to all kinds of places and places that you would never expect to go, you know? And so that I guess was one of them. Well, when I saw you a couple of years ago, or I think it was like a year and a half ago when you came through with K bong in Phoenix, mm-hmm. it was like right at the end of the year, I think it was December actually. And you had worked on the stick figure album. You, uh, ironically, I got the movement one right back there. You worked on the movement album. Did you, you, did you interview those guys that night? I did. Too? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, oh, like yeah. you said, Josh had a, uh, I don't want to call it sobering because it wasn't a bad thing, but it was just really cool to hear the message and, and what, you know, he and Matt were talking about and that whole vibe. And it's been completely transformational for me on a personal level ever kind of since that time, because it was a very unexpected <coughs> time, I guess I would say, unexpected conversation. It took a, a great twist. Um, but it was kind of surreal because talking about these albums that I think even more uh, not odd, but it was reggae 360 that put up the top albums of the year. And we're looking at this and it's like, it's got the movement and you got stick figure and both you were very much involved with. And it's like talking about those dreams and talking about it kind of being surreal and then stepping back and having this conversation. I mean, what is it? uh, Not what is it like, but I don't know. I guess you've already told us how you've stayed inspired but at what point do you step back and and say, all right, this is good. We're going the right direction. I like what I did here and I'm going to take that and move forward with it. Or even like, you know, being reluctant to say that, because I would say if you heard a song and you thought that that was it, you've earned the right to say that that's it. Like your ear knows what a good song is. So at what point do you step back and say, damn, this is great. And I'm, I'm good with this and this is how I'm going to like be even bigger moving forward. Um, I don't know. I guess, I mean, each, each song is an attempt to try to, it's like a culmination of like everything you've learned from all the other ones. 
months, you know? So the hope is that like each one gets a little bit better, you know, but in that sense too, each one also kind of falls a little short. You're like, I never quit. You never quite get to that. Like, Oh, this is perfect. And this is, and, 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 and especially like any particular kind of formula, like I wouldn't, at least for me personally, I wouldn't like just stop somewhere. You know what I mean? It's a kind of an ever evolving situation, you know, just like similar to like life or something, you know, right. It's just like, it keeps moving. It keeps evolving. It like, um, I, I, I think that's really, that's really important uh, to stay. Um, I don't know, just, just to like for longevity, I think, you know, to like the, to continue to roll with, creativity and the muse and all that stuff i mean being present pushing this genre Mm -hmm. i mean when you're mixing you've got so many layers that you're working with and there's usually a lot of effects like everything's got reverb tons of stuff has overdrive on it and like there's certain leads you want to stick out more than others and how do you balance everything in every song was that a challenge for you when you first started producing or is it kind of just going with the flow no totally that was a huge challenge like at first because i didn't have any filter um i like uh i i i sub in my mind i was like sub compartmentalizing it into two different situations one was like the creative output and like especially back in the day when i first started like uh i would just throw it on whatever i wanted you know it was just like i mean literally i would play like two songs (laughs) two completely different like different utterly different solos right on top of each other at the same time like i was like dude this sounds cool just pan it right <laughs> and left don't worry about totally, it totally <laughs> just it's going nuts dude and like every layer and every it was just like layer after layer after layer after layer it was just like and it i don't know it was like uh it's very pleasing it was very fun and it was very needed uh in a scientific sense like like because i was I was just experimenting with sound. I was asking myself like a lot of questions. Like I'd listen to records and I'd be like, how did they do that? And then like, I would just try. I just keep, I'd be like, I would imagine in my mind, like, okay, they must've done this. And then they did this. And then, then I would like try it and see what happened, you know? And, and so that was like needed, you know, this kind of like crazy phase, you know, of just putting whatever. But then when it got to like, I also like, I was like, all right, I just put whatever I want on there. No big deal. Right. And then, Whenever it gets time to mix, then it's just somehow my job to sort through the fucking madness and figure out some balance to all this shit, right? Uh, and over the time, I started realizing, and especially uh, really potently lately, it's just the idea that like um, I I begin the I begin the mix with the arrangement, you know, like that's where it actually starts, like. Um, what you like all the the choices that you make every single instrument you choose uh the tone of that instrument right and and then where the notes are placed or not placed you know like all play a huge role in like how it's all gonna sound and how the balance is gonna be like there's um if you took five you know like five fucking tom drums that were all playing out of sync with each other and you like and you had a bass guitar that was like, <laughs> you had, you know, kick drums. I mean, it's like, right? Like, it would just sound like fucking madness. And it was like, you could take that to the best mixing engineer in the world. And he's going to be like, dude, I can't give you anything but shit. Like, all you've given me is fucking shit. Like, uh, it's your job to figure out how to place 
So all those notes in a way where they all work together. So once you get that in mind, right, then it's like it's a whole new ball game. It's not just like it's not just like okay, I just add compression, I just add this EQ to scoop out this, so I can boost that and like right, like you're like if if the shit isn't even playing at the same time, you don't even have to worry about it like conflicting with each other, right? Because like you you've been smart enough to like not put too many notes all together, all playing at the same time in the same range. You know, it's like uh, I learned it, it. The breakthrough for me, like in my own thoughts, came from Skrillex because I was like, okay, so kind of going back to right before he was big, um, it was there was, you know, like a big like a loudness war and a brightness war going on. You know, it was like everyone like it started in, in like the fucking early 2000s or some sometime around then. Bring and, up to zero decibels, baby, as loud as he can. Yeah, right, right, and then and then it was like when somebody figured out how to squish it that much, and then somebody would be like, and then the next step was like, okay, if I can make mine just a little bit louder and a little bit brighter than that, then mine will sound even better, right? So this like this like game of like shit show like it kept going on for like a long time, like over a decade, and then it got to this point where it was like you really can't like push it any fucking farther. It's just like turning into mush. It, like the fucking sound is turning into mush, you know? And, and so all of a sudden Skrillex came out and it was like, like his shit was like six decibels louder and it was like bassier than you could ever imagine. And it like punched you in the fucking face. And like, you know, it was just like, how the fuck does this guy do that? Like, it, the, we all have a ceiling. We all got to like, dude, you can't go past the ceiling. How did he go past the ceiling? You know? And like, it was fucking me up, dude. Cause I would just like, keep trying to crush it harder. And it was like, it wasn't getting any closer to like the way he was making the stuff sound like it was in your fucking face. And I was like, dude, what is the fuck is this guy doing? You know? And so then I was like, I was researching his, methods and stuff and 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 i was like oh it must be the mastering that's what it is it's the mastering it's got you know and so i'm like how does skrillex master you know and i'm like looking that up and then i find this interview and he's like you know i don't think mastering really matters that much. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's not really that big he's just like he's like if you mix it good then he's like then it doesn't really you know like I was like, dude, I was like, oh, this is not the fucking answer I was looking for. I was looking for the answer to the right plug-in that you're using. That <laughs> the magic, like, the one magic knob you can twist. This, totally. this automatically sounds good. Totally. And so, like, I was like, okay, so there is no special gear. So what is happening here, you know? And then I, like, just really started, like, I mean, just, like, I started thinking about the notes and his music. And if you listen, like... He is a fuck. He is a he is a genius arranger, man. Like he is a fucking. He is like Beethoven with EDM instruments. You know what I'm saying? He he is he is just as clever with his usage and non-usage of notes and 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 of uh, of of tonality range. You know octaves and like when dude when that when the kick hits the fucking bass ducks. You know and then dude when the comes in everything else is out it's like every every fucking microsecond is managed to where like at the end of the day there's only like really one thing going through the uh, and i noticed it because 
what happens is if you build a mix, but you start with, say you start with like just a kick drum, you got just the kick drum on all, it sounds fucking huge. And then, then you layer everything on and it just, and it, and it keeps the hugeness diminishes and diminishes. And like, it's, it's huge when it's just by itself. If it's not like competing with all this other stuff, you know? And so like, uh, his, his, the way that he ducks things in and out is how he's able to get such a loud and present sound you know and so that like it's like a i don't know for me it was like a fucking revelation and i was like holy shit like i could i don't have to play like super aggressive music to use this idea you know like i could still make like beautiful mellow music and still use this concept to my advantage you know and 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 and, and it really made a lot, lot of difference for me you know that's awesome johnny i got a question man it just Listening to you talk about Skrillex and some of these other artists, it's obvious to me that you're you're uh, you know a fan of of just very talented people to the point where you try to figure them out and really respect what they do in their craft. And you've collaborated with a lot of people. Um, my question is: Is there anyone out there right now, whether it's in the reggae reggae rock genre or or not, that you would love to collaborate with? Is there anyone out there that you? kind of get that same level of interest, like talking about Skrillex music where you're like, man, that's somebody that's doing something. I'd love to work with them. Um, Dude, I have, I have a huge, like in my mind, I have a huge <laughs> list of like people I'd love. Um, one, uh, I, it's such, I, it's probably such a long shot, but, but um, Kendall Kamar, dude, uh, like I, I fucking love his music yeah. and I feel like I don't, I just, I feel like, I have a feeling that we would vibe together musically, you know, like, um, and, and, and I would love to be able to get a chance to work with some, something with him. Um, uh, Paul McCartney, I would love to work with Paul McCartney cause I feel like I would be able to make him sound like the Beatles again. I, I, I kind of hate the way they do like all those like, uh, old school bands, man, where they like, they pump them on the compression and try to make them sound all modern and Remastered. shit. Like, dude, yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know, dude, they like, like, they kind of like bastardize their sound in, in a way. And I, I, a lot of the guys, you know, I think kind of go along with it because they think, well, I got to like go along with the times and stuff like that. But there's a, I feel like there's a way to balance that nicely where you could like take all the modern techniques and tricks and tools that are available, but still like, like capture the heart of, of those old kind of recordings and stuff like that. So I'd really love to do that. Um, uh, Metallica, man, I'd love to fucking produce a Metallica song because uh i it, back in the day uh, especially because like uh um uh I, I wanted to kind of i like i just wanted to get i feel like i could make another like master of puppets type of song you know like uh with them and stuff like that. i i i'd really love to dig into the classical element of their sound again i feel like that's the um james's voice kind of floated out like because he lost his voice at one point and so then he like was trained by this opera singer and stuff but then his the tonality of his voice kind of changed a little bit and i wanted to bring that back a little bit but he had he had he's actually done that in recent times like and his voice sounds a little more solid now which i really like and then um but i i feel like they're really honing in on like the heaviness i think they're still trying to prove that they're like just they can be brutal and, and write some fucking you know hardcore riffs and shit like that but uh i'd really one of the things that always I, f I felt like a lot of people could have been like heavy and stuff like that one of the things that made metallica so great was all those beautiful passages of music in between the stuff you know where they get like 
really just so so steeped in harmony and like um there's i don't know it's just beautiful there's some really beautiful music like in between all that kind of like those those thrash riffs you know and stuff like that a lot of that came from cliff burton their old bass player and shit he was fucking amazing the guy was dude uh he died tragically in a bus accident um when he was really young and they had to replace him you know jason newstead and new guy now but um he was man. He, he dude, like the world lost something when he when he was gone. Like he, uh, he would have been like a hero, like a, a heavy metal hero right now. It, it, like the thing, I just just imagining the things he would have done, man. Like he would have really been a leader in in the heavy metal music movement in the eighties and nineties for sure. Wow, Kendrick, Paul McCartney, Metallica, dude. I love it. That's a list right there, man. Yeah. And then many more, but you know, those are, I think those are definitely top three. Okay. Awesome. Hey, uh, w- w- one thing that popped into my mind too, Johnny, and this is just a, a memory that, that came back to me. Uh, you played at the house of blues in Boston, uh, on January 1st, 2018, a new year's Eve show. And, Holy um, fuck. It was amazing. I think it was John Brown, John Brown's body's last like live show too. It was it was epic, yeah. and uh, I actually went with with Evan over here, man, and a couple other people, Mark Lemay, uh, nice. you know, from Record Three Sixty. And I don't really have a question, man. I just that was an amazing <laughs> night. I saw Evan grinding with a girl all night, dude. It was it was just <laughs> epic, man. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, dude. What yeah. a what a good night. Uh, I remember it was so cold outside, dude. Like. Uh, I, I, dude, I remember stepping outside to try to smoke yeah. a cigarette or something like that, and I couldn't even take two minutes. It was like, it was like one of those crazy cold snaps, too. Yeah, well, now the uh, the, the northeast uh, loves you, and and mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously Bre- Brett's in Arizona. I know they love you down Ir- there too. Arizona, baby. We're up of here course. near Boston, man, just a little bit north of Boston. So, um, you know, definitely stoked whenever. Uh, you and, and stick figure come up this way. So, yeah, um, I mean, Boston's like the fucking hometown for uh, yeah, stick. Duxbury. Yeah. Have yep, you been out to Duxbury? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, we stay by his mom's house and yes. stuff when, when we're down, we're down, we're down there. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Levitating all that stuff too. TJ, TJ grew up there too. And, uh, yeah. um, Jay, uh, our stage tech, um, uh, he's he's a he's a great musician too. Uh, um, he he also grew up right around that area as well. Lots of talent in that area, man. You got the the elevators, Budafly yeah. over the bridge, man. New yeah, really Jason Jason Budafly. He's the uh, 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 I think he's the keyboardist, and he also plays with Jay Sambo too as keyboards. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, um, yeah, Joe Sambo is definitely the man. No, it's a funny. So Will. Uh, who's on the Reggae 360 team? He's a manager. He's in Budafly as well. So that's family right there, man. We love those guys. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Those guys are badass. Um, uh, uh, Jay's badass. Uh, Joe Sambo is a motherfucker, dude. Like yeah, that he's guy. A man. He's got the flip the fucking guitar around and shit, playing under like backwards and left handed and shit. Like, dude, this guy's insane, man. And yeah. he's so good. And he's not. His voice is just huge, you know. Amazing, yes, yes. He is definitely the homie. He's actually from the same hometown that uh, 
Evan and I are, are right now actually Manchester, New Hampshire. Well, he's not really from Manchester. He's from this area, but he represents big time. Joe Sambo yeah. is the man yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, Johnny, I got to say, man, this has been, for me, and I could probably speak for Evan and Brett here, this has been an amazing conversation. I've learned so much. I've got to just bask in your, like, knowledge and passion to music and um, just uh, ultimate respect to you and and much appreciation for joining us and letting our listeners get to hear uh, your side of things and learn a little bit about you, man. So uh, much love, much appreciation there for sure. Yeah, yeah. much love to you guys too, man. Uh, Thank you for the invitation. I enjoyed uh, talking with you guys. Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you. Peace. Back here at the For the Vibes podcast, and that was an interview conversation, an amazing time hanging with Johnny Cosmic. I got to tell you guys, I learned a few things. I was, I'm even more inspired than I was. I've been looking forward to a conversation with him for a very long time now, and he's definitely one of the most humble people I've ever met. And again, just re-inspired truly inspired by all that he's bringing to the table so big ups big props to johnny cosmic thank you for being here thank you for doing what you do and thank you for taking the time to talk to us here for the vibes and now we're back to our weekly routine hitting up some brand new tracks letting you know what we think so you can let us know what you think hit us up if you got something you want us to feature until then let's get back into the show with some more music evan kick it off brother yes yeah up first in the second half is going to be the song Blister in the Sun, put on by Little Stranger.
Blister in the sun, dude. Evan, I feel like this is your soundtrack. Really? Yeah. What makes you say that? I don't know, dude. I just when I when I when I heard this, man, I just thought of Evan Yarmo, man. And and uh dude, little stranger, so goddamn talented. And the music is so creative. Their videos are next level. I mean, these guys are just they're just dope, man. I just all around. This is a this is such a unique cover slash reinterpretation of the violent Femmes song Blister in the Sun. Yeah, it's just a unique sound, man. I love just the upbeat energy and the and the lyrics, man. And uh, Evan, what do you think they meant when they said big hands, I know you're the one? Um Well, have you ever seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, obviously, man. That's like the greatest sure. show ever. Yeah, it's definitely a direct reference to the, the lawyer. Big hands? With the, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at my hands. <laughs> uh for people that don't know what we're talking about, that they probably thought that that was very unfunny, but um, great reference. Did I hear a, ca- a cowbell in this song? They always need more cowbell. Come exactly. on. Um, dude, Little Stranger, huge fan of their music, huge fan of their creative energy. And uh, this is song is just a little something, man, to, uh, uh, to, to, to keep everyone vibing. What'd you guys think of this song? I don't know. I'm curious. A nice refresh, you know, yeah. like it's not a song I needed to hear covered, but it was a good cover. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, Little Stranger always brings a smile. I like their music. I like their tone. I like their feel. The vibe is nice. So it's cool. I'm not mad at it. Um, I appreciate it. And big ups to Little Stranger for coming out with the song I never knew needed to be reinvented. So thank you for that. Yeah. 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 Hey. Yeah. I mean, good stuff evan uh this is the part of the episode where you play joey harkham hold steady doing it It's not just an expression that I say when I'm playing Warzone, Call of Duty, dropping down in Verdance, okay? It is also a lyric of this absolute 
uh, gem of a song. Joey Harkin, dude, killing it. First of all, I remember a conversation I had with Brandon Hardesty at Bumpin' Uglies, and he shouted out Joey Harkin specifically as a big influence of his. And listening to a song like this, man, Joey Harkin's just a, a freaking wordsmith, dude. He is a wordsmith. Um, you know, this is you don't hear like a big reggae sound in this song. I hear more like a country folk kind of singer songwriter, almost like a Gaelic influence, dude. I I feel like Darius Rucker would hear this song and be just tapping his feet to it, man. And um, the whole the whole just energy of the song is crazy, man. The lyrics are powerful. This is a powerful song. The more I listen to it, the the better it gets, man. Just you know, the whole idea of just hold steady. It's just that kind of reassuring, like we'll get through this, man. And if you listen to this track it's like this makes you think about your life i don't know and and uh it's that kind of like you know just put your head down do the work hold steady let's go joey harkin crushed it with this one i don't know that was my that was my take yeah man the mood the mood for the moment i guess is what i would say i mean i hear that celtic influence like i heard a little bit of mumford and sons Mm. i heard some dispatch in there some county crows like it's just like whatever that good rocking tempo yes like it was upbeat but i feel like it's more and again i can't say what inspired the track i don't know but i feel like the political environment right now where everybody has just pretty much had enough but we're hoping that there's going to be some good change some good mojo that comes around that gets more of a positive course it makes us all feel a little bit better so when i hear hold steady boys it's like Yo, people are pissed off. People are more vocal than previously, and we've all had more time to think than probably times before. So this is a good anthem to just hold your horses. Hold steady, boys. Chill out. It's going to be okay, but we're here. We feel it. We feel a little bit of angst, and this song to me is a kind of a an outlet, a little bit of that kind of animosity and that, that tension that we feel kind of right now. Well said, dude. Hold steady, boys. I mean, that's definitely one vibe. A, a whole nother vibe is Hakuna Matata. Whoa. Oh, shit. Calm, On the complete down, other dude. end of the spectrum. <laughs> yes. We got another Slap City Slapper, Ziggy Marley, featuring Angelique Kidjo. Jumbo. It's like if you take Joe Sambo and you just shove those words together. Jumbo. Jumbo. Kuna Matata. Hey, this is a song from Kenya in the language of Swahili from Africa. Hello, mister. Hello, sister. No problem, no worries. Oh, yeah. Jumbo. Jumbo Buana. Abaregani. Mzuri sana Kwa geni Mwakaribishwa Nyumba yetu Hakuna matata Jambo Jambo buwana Sawa 
Tuna Matata. Damn, man. I mean, what to say about this song, man? First of all, Ziggy Marley is an absolute legend. Okay? The reason why we played this song, man, is, you know, we wouldn't have reggae rock without reggae, and we wouldn't have reggae without the Marley family, and it's important to just, you know, remind everybody Roots Reggae is thriving, and Ziggy Marley is an amazing human being that makes amazing music in this song. I mean, I don't know Swahili. You know, there's lyrics in this song I didn't understand, but I didn't need to. This is a fun song, man. This is a song you can play with kids in the car, get them, you know, dance and move and get some energy spent from those little, uh, <laughs> those little, little, uh, freaking balls of energy. But, um, there's one lyric that we all understand, and that's Hakuna Matata, you know. That's right. That's which right. Which translates to there are no troubles, which is a beautiful mentality to have, and it's at the core of reggae music. And I love it. Yeah, J- JB, two things you talked about right there that I wanted to, to touch on, man. Like, family is a big thing, and reggae is a big thing. And it was one of those things that... uh my son heard this song playing in the other room and was like, that's Ziggy Marley. Ooh. Dude, he's eight. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it was like a ghost hit me. I'm like, what? What? He's like, yeah, it's Ziggy Marley. I know it's Ziggy Marley. I'm like, you're right. It is Ziggy Marley. So it's like the offspring of the Marleys are now inspiring more generations and all this stuff. It's like the, that legendary voice. And when I listen again to Ziggy Marley with a different ear and it's like, you can hear his father's influence in his voice. You can hear a little bit of that tone. It sounds so good. I mean, he is his own person. He has his own vibe, but it was really cool to like have this transcend of my kids knowing of the Marley family, the Marley offspring, and to hear that song and immediately know who it is when I don't think my son can name more than five bands to let alone, you know, hear Ziggy Marley. So I thought that was really cool, really special. And uh, the good vibes of that reggae music spreading across the family for unity. That's what that that makes me feel all the vibes. It makes me feel good. So I had to share that for this track in particular. Nah, man, that's a cool moment, dude. All the vibes on for the vibes. I like it. Hey. Evan, like what you did there. You know what to do. Up next, we got the song To The I Pray from LNJ Sessions.
nature Not from the Father, the Creator To thee I pray, man. That's a that's a deep song. And uh dude, LNJ Sessions is a dope band representing New Jersey. And that was a track off their EP that dropped Consonance, a four-track EP. Check it out. It's definitely worth listening to. Am I the only one that didn't know what the word consonance means? Uh well, if you're in my boat, it means an agreement or compatibility between opinions or actions. And uh, that's about as deep as this song, man, because this is a deep song, man. It's talked about some things to the I pray. Like, yeah, this song just, just had me in my thoughts, man. It's just, I, got, I just got lost in my thoughts listening to this song, man. It reminded me of, it gave me like a, I've been through the desert on a horse with no name vibe, dude. Like, I don't really know how to describe it, but uh, LNJ Sessions, man, like I it just, first of all, powerful voice. I got almost like a B Foundation vibe um, from this track, and I loved it, man. This is a this is low key. This is a fire EP. Definitely gonna follow LNJ Sessions moving forward, man. This is a a, a beautiful piece of work, man. What you guys think? First time hearing them, man. So I got to dig in some more. I want to hear more of it. And uh, I dug everything I heard, and I agree with everything you said. It was is deep. It's it's catchy in the sense of I wanted to be more into it. I want to be more intrigued. I want to spend some more time with it. So LNJ Sessions will be on my playlist. I will be checking out more of their music because uh, I dug it. Evan, what do you think, man? You it's got a little bit more of that. 2000s hard rock sound yes. the vocals that yeah did you hear you a know? little <laughs> say it on three one two three creed uh, i no. was i, I was uh, nickelback is that like it's is, that genre yes, right dude. it's that hard Milo. rock yeah there's like a Girl. yes exactly who, who is nailed that? it dude oh so many people of? do that i'm not collective not, soul collective soul <laughs> collective soul <laughs> gotta let the light shine down yeah damn it <laughs> Second episode, oh, whatever it is, man, it wrote me <laughs> in, dude. Three days grace, theory of a dead man, hinder all that. That, that, that whole it's got that vibe to the vocals, anyways. Okay, okay. anyways, I but like it was that. cool hearing that on some new music, yeah, man. A little different, yeah. a little some reggae influence on that, man. I, I like it. I encourage you to check out that whole EP front to back. It's uh, packs a punch, you know what I'm saying. Up next, we've got the song Back to You from Lua Flora and Cultivated Mind.
back to you. Ooh, man, that was a lot of dub. A lot of dub, man. I thought it was just, I don't know, man. It made me transcend. Dope trumpets. Sick vibe, man. That That's... That's the type of song you got to listen to on your headphones and turn all the way up, man. That thing got me moving. What do you guys think? It's like tropical dub. Yes. Well, you know, just like I, I just dug the vibe, how it felt. Again, another track that um, I thought we were talking about smoking some blunts earlier. That's a good one, too. I mean, that's one where you want to sit around, enjoy yourself, kick back, relax, and have a good time. I'm going to turn that track on right there. That's a song where, like, if I accidentally ate too many edibles, you just throw that on when you can't get up off the couch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel it. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's official. It's officially a whole ass vibe. Evan. JB. Man, we got one more song to talk about, man. We got so much good music. So much good music. We got one last track to talk about. Let's let's run it. We've got the track Journeyman from Styly and Green Buddha. I'll tell you what, man. I loved this song. This might be my song of the week right here, man. Listen, those lyrics, dude. They hit hard, dude. And, I, you know, I heard, like, almost like a stick figure kind of vibe with this styly and green Buddha collaborated on a gem right here, man. And Evan, I know that those lyrics resonated when he was talking about is the life that you're living a drag. Well, you know what you need, dude? You need a soul migration, okay? Okay, you need to go in the long haul, pack your bags and go in the long haul. Okay, it's time for a soul migration. And as somebody who has sold technology and helped companies, small to mid-sized businesses, migrate to the cloud, okay? I know what's involved in the migration. But Styly and Green Buddha clarify it's more of a feeling than a destination, and that's so true, man. That's life. It's not a destination. It's not, this spiritual journey, Evan, that we're on, it's never a destination. It's a feeling. It's a vibe, man. You know, you got to find your home on the open road. God, this song is so tight, man. Just the lyrics are amazing. 
It's like a book. It's like listen. This song is the equivalent of reading uh, Zen and the Art Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Okay, pick one. You could listen to this awesome ass song, or you could read that like nine hundred page book. Okay, I know what I'm choosing, Evan and Brett. What about you guys? Uh, for me personally, man, like, <laughs> uh, did you start? Sorry, Evan, go ahead. Oh, uh, man, I, I was just blown away by JB's thought. That was like the positive thought of the week right there almost. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Don't here. tease I mean, him too much, man. That's coming pumped right up there. Yes. Yeah, that's some good stuff, man. I was lost in it a bit. Um, I kind of kept listening after y'all cut, so uh, pardon me for that. But, yeah, it spoke to me. Like, I personally have been on a, a call it a soul migration discovery feeling trying to get to uh back to one so to speak and i actually wrote something myself a couple weeks ago called the journeyman which it was i woke up inspired by this whole thing and hearing this song and and hearing a a little bit of a i can take it very personally i guess is what i can say i can see it in my own light i can see the journeyman journeyman continues to go continues to carry on continues to to go and move forward and so you know um I don't know. I was just, I was looking at my own stuff when I was thinking about this song, thinking about it. And there's some good stuff here in the sense of the journey is all part of it. We all are a part of this journey. And no matter where we go, what we do, how it happens, that's part of our journey. We can't change that. So hearing a song with this sentiment, with these lyrics, is a song I'm going to have to go back and listen to a lot more. But the parallel for me personally was kind of ironic, surprising delightful and appreciated especially on a day where we got to talk to somebody like johnny cosmic who again inspires the hell out of me stick figure music inspires the hell out of me and just more i mean more than stick figure but just johnny cosmic's effect on this community and the music bringing forward and this journey that we are all on jb evan props is a way to finish the show in terms of the music i think it was a great cap to the day and uh speaks to what we're doing here on for the vibes we're bringing those vibes we're bringing the good sentiments and this just got it for me so good dig it brett would it would i be putting you on the spot dude if if i asked you to read some of those lyrics dude that you put together for journey man maybe positive thought of the week crossover into reading or is that too much? You got to keep that under wraps, dude. I, you know. Nah, I mean, I, I'd be happy to. I do have a positive thought of the week, and maybe I'll start with that, and then I'll read you some of these lyrics. Okay, let's go. Um, let's get it. Let's jump right into it. So we had this interview with Johnny Cosmic, and, and I am very inspired, as you all can probably tell by now. I think what he has done and what he continues to do is something I appreciate uh, more than I can really articulate. So many props to that. But he said something. And I wrote it down. I don't normally write things down that people say, but he said, you know, it's good for music, but you can't have your hopes set too big. You can't have your hopes too big because what's next? That's my positive thought. What's next? You can't dream too big. If you can't, like you're not limited to where you think you can be. The guy was sitting there making sandwiches just to play music and is now standing on some of the biggest stages and producing some of the best tracks with some of the most amazing artists. So when you say you can't have your hopes too big, I think that is the most humblest, boasting, awesome feeling that one could possibly have. When you are killing it 
and you're bringing your talent and your love to the world in the sense that you're not working. When people say that cliche shit, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. There's very few people that can have that. And to hear Johnny Cosmic say, you can't set your hopes too big, just made me think, the sky isn't the limit. The universe isn't the limit. There are no limits. There is nothing too big. So for me, personally, um, if we're going to go this route, I'll be happy to share it. Uh, I needed to focus on the present. I needed to be more present. I've had things in the past I didn't want to acknowledge you know, there's family hardships, there's this, da, 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 da. but I realized that I have the most amazing things in front of me with my wife, my two kids, my life, my things that are happening, getting to link up with you guys, getting to share more music, getting to talk to artists. These are not things that are done every single day. So I went up to Sedona and I found a little piece of my heart and I got to learn about myself a little bit more. And I woke up and I wrote a song called Journeyman. And, uh, uh, I don't even know where to start with the lyrics to share with you, man, but I think I'll just pick it up right here. I'm ready to carry on today. I'm learning the right words to say. I learned how to make my heart breathe, and it's telling me it's okay. My heart is breathing, my mind is singing, and now I don't have the words to say. Journey, man, oh journey, come on world, it's time you heard me. That's my positive thought of the week. Yes. Dope, man, just raw and uncut dopeness, dude. I like that. Got me motivated, man. And Brett, we're uh, so stoked to have you with us on this podcast. And dude, you've been crushing season three with us. And man, sky's the limit. So appreciate you uh, opening up a little bit, man, and just letting the people know uh, what you're all about, dude. That's really truly dope, man. Evan, I don't know what uh, what do you got, Evan? Thanks. Yeah, no, thank you, Brett. I mean, hey, opening up on the pod today, we love it. Yeah, um, man. Anytime, anytime. I'm going to change the tangent a little bit. Um, talk about expectations and the expectations we put on ourselves and other people. And I just think, you know, sometimes it's like whether you you put together like a nice date night, maybe you, you're taking somebody out to dinner and you expect them to react in a certain way. You know, you expect yourself to go out and be able to accomplish something in some sort of way. And then at the end of the day, you look back and you think, man, I wish this happened this way. Or maybe you're, having dinner with a person and you know the jokes aren't flowing the vibes aren't what you thought it would be that night and you're disappointed well you're disappointed because you're having expectations and things that you can't control every day and if you just let life happen at you if you put these situations out there to put it in the place for the best possible outcome but don't necessarily expect that you know you put yourself in a place for happiness and it allows you to be in the moment a little bit more you know if you put together that great dinner and you just enjoy yourself regardless of what's happening around you you know it can put you in a spot to be more happy i don't know hell yeah dude yes no that's dope man you guys are bringing the heat today man i'm just gonna i'm just gonna wing it it's probably not gonna be as tight but you know what um so was life man say la vie baby um my positive thought of the week is just a, a word that's just it just it's in my head. I don't know why, dude. Just to keep it's just there. It's courageous, right? There's something about being courageous um that is just so powerful. It's just such a part of the human spirit. And like, you know, it can be in very small ways, but it's like you always have to strive to be courageous. I mean, that's something that I try to do. And like I said, even little ways like 
just doing something that's uncomfortable, doing something that's out of your norm, doing something that scares you and that intimidates you a little bit. Like, and even something small like, you know, Brett reading that song and making himself vulnerable on the pod. Uh, Johnny Cosman getting on here and like, you know, just you know, letting it rip, man, just like telling his his uh, side of things like that takes courage, man. You know, hitting publish on a podcast and putting it out there for people to listen and critique everything that you do and everything you say that takes courage. Like, you know, going, you know, and talking to that girl, striking up conversation with a stranger that takes courage, man. Going to the fucking doctor takes courage because that scares people and they put that off and they don't do it, you know? And I think that, um, if in any given day you call on your courage and you just do something, you do that thing that builds momentum and that momentum then takes you to the next thing. And then you start moving in the right direction. So when things around you aren't going so great, take that little step, man, just, that one little thing and ride that fucking wave of momentum, baby. And next thing you know, it's like an avalanche, man. It just builds on the next thing and the next thing. So keep that in mind, man, when you're navigating through your day, man. You know what? Am I avoiding this? Does this make me nervous? Does this make me uncomfortable? Fuck it. I'm going to be courageous. God damn it. Like a lion. I'm just going to fucking be courageous. Yes. That's my positive thought of the week. Fuck yeah, dude. That's a way to go out. Feel that fury. I like it. Puna Matata. Man, we, this is a hell of an episode. This is my favorite episode ever. I'm saying it right now, man. Much love. Brad, thank you. Evan, thank you. And thank to you. the listener, I love you. Thank you so much. Can't wait for you to come back next week. Yes. Peace. Peace. Peace.